cool. Um, I'll end up doing some sort of intro later on. Um, this is always super free form and just really a conversation and it gets packaged to it gets packaged <laughs> to uh, something that's like good for the masses. Uh, but Chad, recently you you uploaded your your solution on the Facebook page, um, you, and I, I had never seen you really post that much before. Were you were you just kind of working, <laughs> or, or or I was drinking? Um, would you be willing to uh, talk a little bit about the the PDF that you uploaded? Sure. Um... What I did originally is uh, just piece some things together, trying to figure out exactly where the cask was. Um, and it just seemed that everything clicked that one evening. Um, and I'm like everyone else. I didn't know where to begin um, looking for, you know, where to begin the, the riddle, where to start at. And uh, so I found it easy at the, the castle, uh, old King Cole's castle to, um, uh, start with the riddle there there's 15 steps heading down to the ground i actually went personally there and counted the steps yes storyland correct i apologize um so the next part of the riddle was um 15 rows down to the ground there was 15 steps there and then uh in the middle uh of 21 from end to end alice in wonderland and old king cole are on completely opposite ends of Storyland. Um, and when you, back then, when you went through the castle, I mean, uh, Storyland's house, there was a card, a two of card, a, two, a deuce and an ace on the wall, which was in the corner of a building. And I believe I interpreted it as the middle of 21 would be right there, the two and the one. Um, also from end to end, a deck of cards, two is the lowest card and ace is the highest card. So I interpret it that way as well. Um, so that put me in Storyland right behind Alice in Wonderland's house. Right behind there is a flower bed. Uh, consists of a, um, let's see, a dwarf and a bunch of plants. And the plants today that are there are pretty much the same that I've noticed in pictures. Nothing's really happened in that area since I've had pictures there. Um, so I started looking around. I went to the um, to the dwarf there and was looking at it real good, and or a gnome, if that's what we want to call it. And I noticed that the grooves on the sleeve of the gnome, uh, right in the area of the arm, was kind of the same pattern um, that we noticed in the image that was given to us. Um, that part of the image would be the, uh, I guess it would be the wrinkle on the hand holding the stick. And at that point, um, I thought I felt I was on to something. And um, that, I mean, that led me right there to that spot. I mean, I'm sure there's so much more detail I'm missing at this point, but it was all in my article. Um, and there's a lot of little clues that had led me there as well. The bow tie that you can see in the uh, image when you blow it up, a little bow tie shape. I mean, that's like the bow tie that was on the, the gnome at Storyland. So I went there and I prod it with a stick and um actually hit something but i don't know what i hit was concrete where they put underneath the ground to hold it to where it doesn't move i'm not exactly sure uh, i wasn't there very long um didn't want to get caught prodding with a a golf alignment stick which i left in the bushes by the way I stuck it in there for future times to use anybody um, needs to go play golf 
<laughs> so, so and anyhow, the um, the gnomes in the in the uh, gnomes admire. So if you take gnomes singular, add the s to admire, it pretty much says gnomes sidearm. If you use it as anagram, so, and then there's the dig that's supposedly on the leg of the gnome. Hey, so, hey, Brandon, does, there. What, what what does it say on the leg of that guy? By the way, it says dig jacks. Okay? <laughs> dig jacks. <laughs> it's not so, up for discussion. It's not up for discussion. It says dig jacks. Okay, just go. So there's like Storyland's weird because it's 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 there's a similarity with with some other parks, and the the biggest similarity is as soon as this cask was planted, somebody came in and basically demolished the entire park and rebuilt it. At least that's the way it seems to me. It, it seems like in the in the late seventies, um, this park was it, it was open to all. There were no there were no fences. Whoever could just walk right into it. There was a lot of crime. There was a lot of homelessness. There was a lot of vandalism all inside this park. And in like what nineteen eighty three or whatever, they shut it down and just completely redid it. Um, there is a guy on uh, on the Facebook pages whose name is Travis Schuler who knows everything there is to know about this park and uh god just for the history aspect i i wish i could have gotten him on here um that's that's our biggest problem with storyland is we we don't necessarily know what was there um and we don't know exactly when things were moved so finding the information seems to be a little tricky there are a lot of things that are still there that when you walk through there, there's a lot of concrete structures that were not moved. Well, or just like the whale is in the same spot that it was like there were things that were kept. And I think there's, there was an article that listed uh, some of those structures. Um, but like that, the whale is still there. I believe uh, the woman in the shoe is still there. Um, there was, there was a lot of things that were uh, not moved because they were just, they were good as they were. So were they just basically rebuilt or just sort of refreshed? I think they were just refreshed and painted, if if, if nothing else. But they, yeah, they weren't moved. Oh, all right. Well, good. That I mean, that settles at least a decent amount. I know. Um, it just it just seems like every time we hit on something, there's a question about whether or not it was even there. And I think I think Katrina. While it may not, if if the cask was in Storyland, Katrina wouldn't have damaged it at, at really at all. But it had a major impact in that it seems to have destroyed the records for the park, which is making information really, really difficult to find. I know all the stuff that I have came pre-Katrina. Like it's it doesn't seem to be around anymore. The um, park actually supposedly has an archive. Um, with information, but it's really difficult. And Travis may be the person to ask about this because he's like a walking um, library. But um, it seems to be difficult to get in touch with someone who has access to that to um, allow other people to have access to it. Um, the There's an archive that Catherine Campanella used when she wrote her book um the book she wrote on city park but the information just really isn't readily available and if you notice the the newspaper articles kind of stop right in the in that golden period that we need like that from like 
80 to 81, it's like nobody really, there was not anything in the news about Soyland. It was mainly just, you know, the vandalism in 79 and then uh, the renovation in 83. Um, I can tell you that the, the things that were definitely kept were the Blue Whale, the Old Castle, Jack and the Beanstalk, Mary, with Mary had a little lamb, and the two dwarfs. So I'm not sure if when they, the, and this is what I'm saying they, that were kept, that were kept from like, from the vandalism period when they redid it in 83, because those were the, um, I think those were like the heavier structures that kind of were immovable at that time. Yeah. Um, and when they say the two dwarfs, I don't know if they're referring to the gnomes like you um, have in your theory, or if they're the actual dwarves that were with Snow White. It's not really clear. So, you know, so it's, the, it's there was something there was something Travis said online where he said that the the gnomes were not there in the early eighties. That he they did. were part he did. of Yeah, they were part of some renovation by a different designer. But it, it's it's odd. There's so much because none of these things have definitive names. They're all really descriptive. It's hard mm-hmm. to find concrete answers to any of this. Right. So even, when I say that, even yeah, trusting say, somebody like Travis, like I know right. Travis has good information, but does the, the person he got it from have good information? It's, it's difficult in this point. Yeah. The, when I, the, well, it said, it said in the, uh, in Storyland that the concrete things that were concrete were left. Uh, the things that they kept that were concrete. And when Brian Kern redesigned and remade a lot of the things in Storyland, it was made from paper mache and built onto that. I do know the gnomes are concrete because I've actually touched them and checked to see if they were concrete or paper mache. So I do know right. they're concrete. The um, the news article that lists the items that were kept when they actually interviewed um, one of the people in charge of the renovation for a news article and the the items were listed as I read them to you. So they, they list them as the two dwarfs. Now, were they the the two dwarfs from Snow White and they just used that name or were they the dwarfs as to how they called them and they were actually what we're calling the gnomes. It's like George said, it's really not clear. It's not um I, I mean unfortunately like they didn't I guess Storyland wasn't like a big thing to write about then, you know, other than the crime that was happening there. So well, since since we've got Ashley talking, like Storyland was a big deal um, for searchers way before Expedition Unknown. And then once Lafayette Square was found, it, it seems like Storyland was sort of bypassed for, for Lafayette Square and for the area around the cathedral um, with with old older searchers. Um, it didn't really seem to make a resurgence until I, I think it was you and, uh, at least publicly, until I think it was you and Sabrina and a couple of other people um, posted um, a, a bit of information about the the New Orleans painting that led you to Storyland. Would you be willing to talk about that a little bit? Like, what in the painting did you see that said this is Storyland? So this is kind of, and I'll I'll let Brody talk about this about the flowers. So, and this is kind of like where I get stuck. So, according to Travis, the flowers were not there. Which, if it 
if it's true, because it does line up with what the news articles are saying that um, Blaine Kern did not, um, his, his exhibits or um, that's what they call them exhibits, were not added until the 83 reno. So if I lose the flowers, right, the flowers in the corners, then I'm yeah, that was, I, I, that I, I know what you're saying. You you take the flowers away and I'm like, all right, I'm back at Lafayette Square now. All right. Hold on, though. Hold on. Almost. Let's 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 go back on the first of all, they, they were there. I have photos of them uh, from like the I, I don't know, 91, 92. So I know for yeah, sure they that were they were there. they were there at least then. But like, how can you discount all the rest of the stuff you have? First of all, you have a wolf in a what looks like a dress, right? Well, there's a wolf there, um, the little red riding hood exhibit in there. Um, we have the clock, which could be like the, you know, the, uh, the mice that ran up the clock, right? Um, you have a spoon that's also hidden in the sleeve, right? You have the, which goes along with the stars and the moon, which is the cow jumped over the moon, right? There's so many things in there that actually, you know, forget the, the flowers. I mean, there's so many other things there that, that, point to the the stories that are listed there at Storyland. But I, I have serious doubts that those flowers weren't there back in 83 because they, they look exactly like them. And I have at least photos from the early 90s, which wasn't too long after prices. So they're, they're definitely Blaine Kern flowers. And we know that he did not contribute to the park until the 83 renovation. Now, I do agree with what you're saying, that there are so many other things that do lead you there. And I think that um, you know, it, you really, it's hard to discount that. I think it's the big question is, was 1981 storyland, the, like, like, am I like taking what I see now of storyland and make, and it, and it fits perfectly with this, you know, with what I see in the image and what I see in the verses. So I think it's not so much like, do I, if I lose the flowers, I lose Storyland at all. Um, you know, at this point, and I, I was talking to Travis about this the other day. At this point, I'm trying to exclude things, right? So, like, this is where I think it is. And now I'm at the point where I'm trying to, like, prove me wrong. Like, prove me wrong that it's not here because so much of this makes sense to me. Um, the, the flowers, but to George's point, the flowers were, were one of the things that really solidified it for me. And um, as far as like the other things in the image, you know, it just depends on like how abstract you want to get with it, how concrete you want to get with it. Because I think some people can make the same argument for Armstrong Park or the same argument for Jackson Square as far as the image is concerned. Um, the verses are really what keep me the most as Storyland as my top pick, right? So, and it's main and it's mainly the verse. The image just um, kind of is. Well, I, I have kind of a counterpoint to that. Like I, I feel like people have argued um, different different parts of New Orleans using this this painting, but Storyland does it in a completely different way. And when mm -hmm. I saw when I saw it was like a PDF, and it was a couple of years back. Um, about Storyland, it, it blew my mind. And it, it sort of like, to give you guys credit, sort of what changed my mind about how we should view the puzzles. Because in New Orleans, people argue, this looks like this, and this looks like this, and this, you know, this wrinkle looks like the, uh, 
the bridge at Armstrong Park or this arch looks like whatever. But and and none of it seems cohesive, right? The the yeah, there's always like a just gap. Take it, yeah, there's always a gap, and none of it tells the story. But Storyland, th- this painting seems to tell the story of Storyland, right? Mm-hmm. It's it every single piece of this painting is attributed to some nursery rhyme, and that mm-hmm. nursery rhyme just happens to be right in Storyland. I mean what's the coincidence of that it would it would it would almost be astronomical it's this painting is almost certainly about nursery rhymes from yeah from, and you have, yeah you have to give and we have to give credit to sabrina um because you know she's the other person like travis is like a wealth of knowledge sabrina is an amazing researcher and she's really the one that tied all these nursery rhymes together for me. Um, so I have to give her credit for that. Yeah, but I agree her, with you. It was her uh, post that, that I was talking about. Like, that's what, yes. when I saw that, it just blew my mind. It's like, I yes. never thought about the images that way. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that that's the thing that like, you know, you look at a lot of the paintings and they all seem to have something, you know, something in them where you go like, oh, this is, you know, like Milwaukee looks like, you know, this or, um, you know, the obviously Cleveland and in Chicago, there's things in the painting where you go, oh, look, there's Illinois in it. And there's the water tower, yada, yada. But the the two that are, the, I think the, you know, the most abstract for me are like St. Augustine in, in New Orleans. And so New Orleans, you know, it's speaking with Travis, you know, he and I go back and forth a lot about like, well, this painting means nothing. Like there's nothing in it that, that looks like anything. For the long, longest time I thought that until, you know, again, I started talking with my daughter about it and I was like, you know, what do you see in this? And we started looking at all the things that look, you know, because of, she's so closer to her childhood, you know, was looking at nursery rhyme stuff. And all of a sudden, like that, that painting almost became unlocked. Like it was suddenly like oh all there's a lot of stuff that makes sense in here for new orleans and specifically like it, it it's just like with any of the paintings where like once you know where you're at that thing suddenly makes all kinds of sense and i think that that's what what happened with storyland was that like this was once i kind of thought that hey this is where it is then suddenly everything in the painting you know starts to mean something what what made me initially look is uh at work we a lot. I'm the only person that knows about this. Uh, I'm in the operating room. We do. We talk a lot about anything. Anything's fair game. And a lot of these people are from New Orleans, born, raised. And I started talking about the riddle and the first line uh, about where jewels abound. And it was easy. A couple of people immediately said Carousel City Park. And now you look at the the horse picture and the in the image, and there's a picture of a horse. The mouth is open. Every horse on a carousel is open and there's a jewel that his eyes kind of in the shape of a jewel, the color of a jewel. And there's gems all over the carousel. It's one of five carousels left in the country. There's a huge history with the carousel in city park. My jewels abound well, for city park is a little more concrete than that. And I think most is, you know, the Heinz fountain has literally the word jewels on the back of it. Um, so, I mean, that's a, I, you know, I didn't think about it like, like you just said about the carousel, but, you know, Heim's is right there. I got to ask a, a weird question, Chad. You said you're in the operating room? Yeah. Talking about the secret? Are you a sure. surgeon? No, I do anesthesia. Oh my God. I, I cannot so I'm imagine. I'm in charge like, of all the topics. 
Could you did, you, did anybody slip. imagine like going yeah. into the operating room to get an appendectomy? And, and he's saying the poem. He's, he's yeah. reciting the poem as they go to sleep. That's right. Exactly. Repeat after me at the yeah. place where jewels abound. It's like, wait, are you talking <laughs> yeah. about the secret? There is an article, and I don't know the date or anything, but Storyland was called the Jewel of New Orleans, and it was in quotations, the word jewel. I don't know the date of the article. I want to say I screenshot it and I saved it amongst all this, and I'm going to try to find it. But it was, it was almost like a travel article about come to New Orleans, and this is one of the jewels. It used the word jewel in the article. So that's another thing to kind of push me that way as well. What really what took, took me to Storyland is on page 13. I know there's a lot of controversy about, you know, oh, you have to, it has to be in the painting or the, um, or the uh, poem. But, you know, if you, if you look at uh, Houston, which this one is, is, in my opinion, very similar to Houston. It's not a cultural site necessarily. It's a, it's a, it's a kid's park, you know. And uh, if you look at the painting for Houston, you know, it's got a lot of one-for-one -one images that are lined up in the painting, very similar to uh, Storyland. You know, and they have in the. You know, it's arguable that there's a train in the uh, in the book. Picture of a train. I think two of the three numbers match. But on page thirteen, which it's, I believe that's where it's talking about the uh, the the French phase. And it, uh, I mean, there's a castle that looks a whole lot like the castle in Storyland, and there's a, a pirate ship that looks a hundred percent like one to one match of the pirate ship. Uh, you've got you got the the Rougarou with the puffy sleeve. You know, he's he's got a puffy sleeve, just kind of like the puffy sleeve of the uh, the hand sticking up out of the ground with the holding the stick. Same puffy sleeve, you know. Um, you've got gnomes that look a lot like the gnomes that we see there now. You know, I don't know if they were there then, but uh, you've got fairies, what appears to be a fairy, um, and I may be missing some other stuff, but. Page 13's got a lot of things that say, you know, that seem to match Storyland. Yeah? So it's it, it's different. It, it's difficult knowing that knowing the way that 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 border was put together and it not being a single artist, it being an amalgamation of a bunch of different tiny sketches. I, I mean, I see what you're saying. I'm looking at it now. Um, I see what you're saying. I can I can almost guarantee you that ship wasn't drawn by John, but the ferry was, and it doesn't look like the gnomes were drawn by John castle probably was i don't know like i the, the that part of the book just because of the way they put it together like it could contain clues the the border i mean but it would just be so hard to because what would happen is john both the johns would would draw sketches and then they would give them to alex j and alex j would just cut them up and how would he know what to put where and even if he knew like these clues have to be here. How would John and John know? Like, you know what I'm saying? It would, it would be a, a massive plan to get that put together. Puffy I don't sleeve. It's a, puffy sleeve. Yeah, no. Yeah. I got the puffy yeah. sleeve. Puffy sleeve. Yeah. Well, the puffy, the puffy sleeve is like exactly the same. Um, I mean, if you look at the water fountains throughout city park, I mean, it's exactly. Yeah. That's um, an interesting thing. That, I mean, Travis made a great connection with that. Um, you know, he overlaid it right on top and it's, it, I mean, it's, it's undeniable pretty much. There's one actually, if you go into, uh, the botanical gardens, there's one out in the middle of there that they've turned into a sundial, but it used to be a, um, it used to be a fountain and it has that same sort of hourglass figure. And, um, 
it used to have a uh uh it used to have a knob on it that you would turn for the water and travis always makes the the point that you know the way you would have to grab that knob to turn it would be kind of like what the uh the wolf is making you know the, the kind of awkward claw shape that he's making um travis had a good idea about that can we all agree on on one thing i, I think we can all agree on one thing um in the in the Boston image, home plate was the thing that people had overlooked forever. It was it ended up being the linchpin. You dig at home plate. In New Orleans painting, in the New Orleans painting, it's one hundred percent that spoon, the spoon and the yeah. sleeve. It's got to be. That is the most obvious be. thing. Once you know it's there, but until you know it's there, you'll miss it. You can't unsee it after you see it. Yep. Yeah. No, I was going to say I just sent on a uh, messenger. I just sent you guys a picture that I discovered of Storyland. This was before the renovation, but what excites me in this picture is there's a fairy flying from a tree, a tree. in the park. Um, yeah. And, you know, fairies uh, phase delight is pretty much, you could change the word delight into lighted. It pretty much is landed unexpectedly, things like that. I mean, there's all kinds of definitions you could twist for it. But, yeah, he's sitting in the tree with the wand, right? Yeah, no, there's one that's, uh, yeah, well, there's one that's flying too in the middle okay. of the tree as well. I mean, so there's a few here and there. I don't know exactly where, I mean, I see the well in the very far of the background. So the area I'm talking about is on the other side of the well. So this very wouldn't, this, this wouldn't be actually at the dig site. I mean, and uh, I mean, according I'd to go, my theory, I'd go farther than you just did and say that's a closer match to, than the boy to Garrett at, um, at Gallery yeah. Hall. Seriously, <laughs> that is really good. Yeah. So just just kind of to piggyback off of what George was talking Holy about cow. about about the Boston. Yeah. Uh, am I too loud? No. 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 Okay. Um, I'm so... holy cowing the uh, the fairy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Right. That's all crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. So you were talking about home plate in Boston and how we overlooked uh -huh. it for so long. Um, so that kind of made me look at the look at the painting different. And if y'all if y'all look at the boy. Um, and look on his chest. He's got his little vest on and, and, and all that stuff. But if, if you turn the image the other way and I'll show it here, uh, it looks like there's a shoe on his chest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go by the, uh, the Cinderella exhibit, you would have the glass shoe that was there then as well. So, I mean, maybe that shoe was your dig spot indicator. Don't know. But are we getting, are we getting too deep into maybe possible matches? Like if we're, it, it, there's so much evidence in this painting for Storyland, And I guess maybe just because I had just done the, the Chicago and the Cleveland videos, my mind is still set to, you really didn't need those. And, and you really didn't need the paintings in Chicago and Cleveland, right? Once you got to the general area, you really could basically throw them away. So I'm wondering if we're getting bogged down in the these little things might it, trying to find more evidence for Storyland when enough exists. If that makes well, sense. Well, let me let me ask this though, George. You say that about the about the not needing the painting, but when you start talking about the ninth stone, you know, ninth stone down, seven across, or whatever it was. Um, yeah. Does it not help you out to see that the thing that you're digging at is actually in the painting? On I mean, that I, particular I, one? I, 
I guess, I guess it does. But I, I think what I mean by not needing the painting is it doesn't provide any direction for you. It doesn't provide any additional information other than be here, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I think if you take that part out of the painting, and I'm, I'm with you on, on most, for the most part, on, on a lot of these, but I think on that particular one, you take that piece out, and what stone are you looking for? What, what part, what is it that, where at are you looking for the ninth yeah, stone I, or the seventh across or whatever? I think I, that's I, the one really I, that actually does sort of say, hey, maybe this thing you see in the painting is the thing that you should be counting down stones from or that gets you to the, you know, well, hop uh, up from this. So I'll, re, I'll rephrase and I'll use Boston. If I handed you a piece of paper with a home plate on it and the words, this is in Boston, it would be just as helpful as the entirety of that painting. Yeah, no, I agree Boston. on that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But unless I, unless you I'm saw just, that home plate in there, <laughs> in that case, I'm, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm just I'm wondering if we fall into that trap where we're constantly looking for new things just to reinforce Storyland, and we're ignoring uh, the verse to our detriment. Where I don't think any of us are ignoring the verse, but I, I think the community at, at, at large. Well, and I think that that's what I liked about um, Chad's uh, solve was I think that the first time I, I think that the middle of 21 was where I was like, holy cow, I didn't, I never thought about that. Uh, and that was so much more concrete as far as the verse was concerned than anything I'd heard in a long time. No, I had a question about the, in the middle of 21 and the way that um, you resolved to that. So are you basing the, the, in the middle of 21, the, the two exhibits on the current layout or a previous one? Because we, we've had like several, um, you know, we had the renovation most recently, and then we had the one in 83, and then we have the original layout. So, um, and, you know, there's plenty of um, sources that talk about the exhibits and what they were. There's hardly anything that other than the map that George has that talks about, or even that talks about where they were in the park, other than the map that he has the map, the map and the that one George, that's current. Uh, handed over. Correct. The, the map that he handed over, looking at it very carefully, the pirate ship is, if you, if you use that as your anchor, your base point, uh, old King Cole's castle is in the same spot. It looks like the schoolhouse moved from the old map, it moved to the other side of the castle. And uh, the pirate ship is there and the whale is there. All those are in the same spot. And then if you look above the pirate ship where the gazebo was, the where I'm talking about is right by the gazebo, by the pirate ship. So when you're looking at the gnome today and even maybe before the renovation in 2019 um, and maybe 83 as well, you know, you're looking at the gnome. There's the arm with the crease. Right behind the gnome is the pole of the pirate ship literally is right behind it. And at the very top of that pole, there's a, uh, you know, a bucket or a basket with Peter Pan and Captain Hook at the top of it. So, you know, just, just looking at it, everything around you, but I believe the, the, the picture tells the story. And if you go somewhere, whether it's the carousel or old King Cole's castle, and you walk from one end to the other, you're going to see things like the slipper on Cinderella. You're going to see all these little clues that we see in the, in the, in the deal. Uh, in, in the image, we're going to see all these things as you walk from one side of the park to the other. You know, you bring up a good point, and that's really why I like Storyland so much as compared to 
you know, if I had to rank them um, over some of the other um, places people feel like it, it's at, because it seems like when you venture away from Storyland, then you have to spread out a lot, right? So if you're in Jackson Square, you have to go from Preservation Hall to, you know, Jackson Square. And, oh, by the way, the, you know, Armstrong Park and is way over here. It feels like everything's really spread out. And that's one of the reasons why I like Storyland and that area so much is because even though City Park is really big, um, you can you can have everything right in one like area instead of having to, you know, trek five miles in either direction. It kind of so. goes with everything else where it's like everything was so like compact when you look at right. where all the clues were. They're really in such a small area from the other three that have been found. Yeah, back to the uh, to the verse, the uh, the line, uh, the sound of friends fills the afternoon hours and uh, and using the, the Japanese clue, uh, St. George had already uh, came up with a really good deal on that about afternoon tea. I mean, why would afternoon be relevant? You know, that's really the only relevance I can think of for something being in the afternoon. And th that would put you possibly standing at the gazebo to look for perhaps the next step. I, I've got a question that piggybacks off of this that someone in this room will know. Regardless of the flowers, regardless of whether the flowers were there or not in 1982, there is a question of whether or not they are sound tubes where you can like a, they're like the sound tubes are toys that are in a lot of playgrounds where a kid yells in one end of a tube and a kid on the other end of the park can hear it. There's a question that's popped up of whether or not that's what the flowers are. Is that what they are? Yes, they were that way. I, yes. I've got a thought on that as well. And I don't know if anybody else remembers this from who, who all in this group is actually from New Orleans. Just raise your hand. I'm, I'm from right above New Orleans, right across. Okay, so so a lot of us have spent time there. Then I, I used to live in Picky in Mississippi, which is like, so we were we were there all the time. Um, but one of the things that me and my wife remember is that there used to be a key that you would get when you would go in, and the key would be um, there was essentially like little uh, little parts of the story. You can go and you turn the key, and it would tell you parts of the, you know tell you the story of that particular exhibit that, that was at. I don't know. Yeah, you're correct. I don't know when that got put in, but I know it was at least there in, in the nineties. It might've been one of the parts of the renovation that they did, but that was the thing that I had kind of thought about, about the sounds of friends, like, you know, the sounds of the different uh, exhibits that would fill as people were turning their keys to listen to the stories. Yeah. My, the, the sound, the flowers thing always made the uh, most sense to me for sound of friends, because it's, it's a tool that's used for two friends to hear the sounds of each other. Right. Um, and I brought I like that, that up to too. Chris Preacher and he was like, wow, I've never I've never even heard of those being sound tubes. And I just want to make sure I wasn't making that up out of whole cloth. They actually were sound tubes. Yeah, there were uh, two taller ones. And then I don't know how they were rated, uh, related there, but there were also some shorter ones for younger kids as well. Yeah. Oh, they were, they were low to the ground. You know what? I mean, I, I, that's what I recall, but I'm I'm struggling to remember. Do I recall that because someone told me that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's what that was," or was that really what are they, they were still, used for? Are they still there? Um, yes, I think they, they're moved from their would, original would, would location. You you... Oh well, never mind then. Because I feel I was like they were say, at if the... anybody goes, we just check. 
I feel like they were at the front where like Humpty Dumpty and um, uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb was. You know, they had the Storyland thing. I think that's been moved as well. It used to be the entrance. And now it's just sort of a thing to take your picture out in front. Uh, but I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's been moved from where it was or, or they just shut off the entrance there and they moved the entrance. Cause now like you, the, the way to get in is you have to go to, um, there's like a middle area between the botanical garden and the, uh, and storyland. You have to go through and get your ticket and go in, but it used to be, you could just walk straight through. Um, yeah, they gated that off right behind Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. It's gated off right behind Humpty Dumpty. So that's pretty much. They gated it off right there, and then uh, you actually have to go into the building to get a ticket. And then when you come out, you would walk out to where originally, I guess before, um, I guess between 83 and 2019, there was that yellow clock that was right there. You can actually see the different brickwork from the old and the new. You know, you could tell what the original brickwork was before the last renovation. And the well, the, I was just going to say, the only thing that gets me, and I keep wondering about this, because I, I believe that the cow jumped over the moon exhibit, which would, to me, go with the spoon, right? Um, if that's if that's our marker that we're like, nobody noticed or, until now. Yeah, or I Little think, Miss Muffet. Miss Muffet. Yeah, Little Miss Muffet had, yeah. had a Little Miss literally Muffet. spoon right there, yeah. Um. Well, I thought it was the dish she and the spoon. She sat on the Muffet, man. She was eating some curds and whey. But there's also the dish and the spoon uh, as part of that same verse, right? As it's a cow jumped over the moon and the dish ran away with the spoon, right? So that well, exhibit. The, the moon, it's not. Am I not correct the moon, about that? The color of the moon in the painting matches the color in the shape of the moon. Yeah, I know. I agree there, with that. It's on the, in the paint. Yeah, I mean, but it's, I'm just, thinking it's if a that, one to one if that spoon goes along with the same rhyme as the, the cow jumping over the moon, right? It's, it's close. If I remember correctly, it's close to the gate that's by that borders uh, Storyland and the botanical gardens. And the thing that always gets me is like, whenever you think about um, that last line that gnomes admire phase delight, like the thing to me that people, you know, if we're talking about how simple these things should be, right. I mean, any, when you think about a gnome, you think about a gnome admiring a garden, right? Garden, uh, you know, anytime you think of a gnome, it's in a garden. So I always think about the botanical garden and, um, and the storyland being what phase delight would be. Could it be somewhere over by that? If we're looking for the spoon, is it somewhere over by the cow jumped over the moon exhibit that's right close to uh, the botanical gardens right there? Have you seen the picture of Miss Muffet with a spoon? Actually, her, her little uh, pantaloons, whatever you want to call them, the blo her bloomers, the, uh, they look like an upside down, uh, the puffy sleeve hand. It looks very, very close. And the colors, the colors are a, a match too. Yeah, those are really good. Yeah, I can send you guys a picture of it. Um, let's see. But it, the, the cow jumped over the moon was right, not very close to... Um, where Little Miss Muffet was sitting, right by the dragon slide. Mm. So almost the her with the spoon, it was in between the moon, the cow jumped over the moon, and the dragon and the schoolhouse. It almost makes a Y. Gotcha. She would be the, the middle of the Y. So I, I have some questions about the image. Um, and I've been very quiet this whole time because I am definitely not the um, – the uh, specialist on this puzzle you guys are, and I appreciate all the information you're sharing. Um, one of the questions I have that I haven't heard anybody talk about yet and that I've never read about anywhere is in the bottom right of the image, um, there's some obvious distortion in the um, 
and the uh, chess board pattern. Almost makes it look like it's kind of bubbling out or caving in one of the two. Has anybody given any thought to that? And if so, what do they think that is? I kind of thought that it was uh, the distortion from the... There, there's... Ga- there's. I'm trying to orient myself. If you're looking directly at the image and, and it's oriented from north to south, right? On the east side, um, if I'm not mistaken, that's where the golf course is. And so I always thought of that distorted area as being the hills from the golf course. The uh, checkerboard could be a, a nod to uh, Alice in Wonderland too, because a lot, a lot of mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland took place in a checkerboard, a chessboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I get that. I just don't. Um, there, there's an obvious distortion in the checkerboard there, um, and I just don't know. I haven't heard any solid theories as to what what that is representing. Uh, I don't think throughout the life of my history with this puzzle, I don't think anyone has ever come up with anything good for that. I've seen some good ones it's where people always, have said that it was the it, it's essentially the shape of the uh, the CBD um, down you know uh, yeah, if, well, if you turn I, I guess it I mean to the good, side. I mean I, I mean good in a sense that it would carry through time that that multiple people would accept it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like 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 I would say that the two C's in Boston was a good idea because it was you know accepted. It was wrong, but it was accepted. I just I don't think I've ever seen anybody come up with something concrete enough to where you go, oh yeah, that's probably most likely that, and it just be accepted. Were there any uh, spots in Storyland where there were like um, the crazy mirrors that you see at like carnivals or festivals, things like that? I didn't recall anything recently, and I don't know if I've ever seen pictures of it. I feel like I had a friend tell me that there were. Yeah, Yeah, I I feel like I remember seeing those there. When he would go in high school, that they would do that. That's just that's what that reminds me of. When you walk into one of those crazy mirror rooms with the distorted mirrors, and it makes everything look wonky. I don't know. Yeah. Um, The other way, I I might have a picture of that actually. Let's see if I can find it. You guys, it's obviously it's it's purposefully distorted, right? Like, yeah. You know, everything else is so clean and, um, and I mean, not even, even piggybacking off of purposely distorted, we've seen, we've seen the painting it's shaded, right? It It's, it means something, even if it's just there to be like aesthetically pleasing or to break up a pattern or whatever, it means something. Well, and I can't speak to the, the waviness or the distortion, but I always like when I look at it and I look at the muddiness of like the, the checkers and stuff, it kind of gives me a feeling like oh, if you were looking like into a fountain or something, how uh-huh. like the bottom oh, yeah. of it would be, um, you know, discolored from mm-hmm. like water and it, so it just, I don't know. And I can't speak to yeah. what the intention was, but that's just kind of the feeling I, I get from it. Like if you were looking I really like at the, yeah. at the yeah, floor really like of a too. fountain, um, it would be that would, ex- if- that would explain the weird highlights as well, like because mm-hmm. this painting right. is highlighted weird. Right. So now we need a fountain um, with yeah. a checker at the bottom or a swimming pool or something right. like it. Um, <laughs> right. So another question I have uh, while uh, he's looking up to see if he can find those pictures is um, we were talking about the uh, jewels abound and a couple people mentioned some theories. But Stephen, you mentioned and I don't think it was yours originally, but you mentioned you Somebody had a theory about Jewels Abound being that uh, kind of cluster of streets in New Orleans. Um, can you talk about that? 
Yeah. So at the top, if you if you're looking like at a city park, if you're looking on the map, and you look um, up and to the left near Lake Pontchartrain, um, you'll see that there is oddly kind of something that looks like a mask. There's a, a subdivision up there. Um, and it has sort of like two eyes, and I think one is Tiara Park, and the other one's uh, Harlequin. Thank you. Which, by the way, like if you look at the the little guy, right, that's in the clock, looks like he's wearing sort of a Har Harlequin costume. Um, so you uh, around that area, there's there is a cluster of streets that are named after uh, different jewels, um, and specifically specifically a lot of the jewels that are uh, you know part of the secret. Um, and also the the I believe it's the Harlequin Park or maybe it's TR the one there's one at the bottom that actually kind of looks like the shape of uh, the turquoise that's at the top of the painting. Um, so I always thought that um, and actually this is this isn't my idea this is something Travis um, pointed out to me uh, a long time ago, uh, but that uh, that that was where jewels abound and if you were to look. You know, if you were to start from scratch and you were to see, you know, preservation, right? And you're like, oh, it's got to be here in New Orleans. You would look up and, and start looking at a map and start looking down the names of the streets. And you would like, oh, look, here's a bunch of jewels. Maybe this is at where they abound because there's a lot of them around here. Um, so, and then also, again, that subdivision looks like a mask, um, the top half, at least. So to that point, the, um, you know, the area that those two parks are in, um, is literally called, you know, West End. So to me, that would also, you know, from end to end, West End, you know. Right. And then there's also the last line about the namesakes, right? Um, I mean, part of the secret is the jewels, right? And so all their namesakes, you know, they're named after jewels. Like namesake is something that something's named after. So you have all the namesakes meeting at that place, right? Yeah. And then, right, so if you, the two parks that you're speaking of are on this side of, I'm sorry, can you see me, on this side of City Park, and then City Park's in the middle, and then um, to the other side is UNO, which if, I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever, like, talked about it, because preservation seems to be pretty concrete, but, you know, if you, the UNO is the New, is the New Orleans privateers, and if you, Preservation is actually an anagram for in no privateers. So, I mean, that's just another. It also, it, it, I just want to point out before before we move on from this is it always kind of got me is that the left hand side looks like the mask, and the right hand side that she's talking about kind of looks like a clock. <laughs> it's got the it's like round with spikes coming off the middle of it. So, so there was a point that Chris Woodford in one of our last like sort of mind meld weird live streams made that was super interesting that goes along with what you were saying, Stephen. He said that um, Byron and, and John have always made a point that a kid in a wheelchair in a library should be able to solve this. And one of the ways that that Chris was saying a kid would be able to solve it is if he were to open a map and look for stuff that's in the verse, right? Like he used Chicago brush music hush to be what the the art the, the art museum the symphony orchestra and, and the library right um if a kid were to open a a map of new orleans and try to find the place where jewels abound he would find that area you were talking about that would be an obvious 
that would be an obvious clue that he needs to start looking for something right around here. Um, so I think it just lends a little bit of credence to what you were saying and also kind of to what Chris was saying. I think that's a great start, but I also think it's a little bit of BS, right? Because we start looking for like uh, Cleveland and finding out how the kid in the wheelchair is going to find any of the stuff. <laughs> that's, well, that's I think on Cleveland, there. if you're, you've almost got to take Cleveland out of all of these because the, I, I probably now i don't know this for sure but probably the vast majority of the stuff from the cleveland puzzle came from john because it was his john palancar because it was his park it was his like he did the painting he did i i i would i would i would i would venture to guess it was probably his idea to put it there just because like who else is going to know the greek cultural gardens you know i think he said as much right that that's that 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 was his idea oh he he came close (laughs) but yeah, so in in each of the other three solved solved puzzles, um, we had of of uh, our dig spot indicator. You know, we had the fence and fixture, we had the columns, we had the home plate, um, and in in all three, you could see them in the image and you could see it in the verse as well. So, what is everybody's thoughts on what would be your indicator in our verse and picture for New Orleans? You know, we've got the. Well, I think uh, Georgia's saying something about latitude and longitude, right? That's pretty clear. Um, right, preservation. Right, but, if, yeah, but there's nothing. There's, there's nothing, nothing really. In the verse. But I think there's he's, nothing he's talking about the verse. A very oh, the verse. That I X see. marks the spot. Unless it was. <clears throat> so, so my thought a while back, and I, I don't know how valid this is because I've I've only seen newer pictures of this, is that the three little pigs are pretty close now to where Miss Muffet was. And I could see the three of them standing watch over Miss Muffet. Like I could see that being said poetically leading you to Miss Muffet. Um, uh, I, I don't know that that it, even saying it and, and believing it myself, it's still like I can admit it's kind of stretchy and probably not the case, but it's the closest I've ever been able to come to, to something like what you're talking about. Let me throw you a curveball on the three stand watch, and it just popped in my head here, you know. <clears throat> the term stand watch is a Navy term, okay, stand watch. Well, they also, and I don't know if it was there in 1981, but it was prior to 1981. They had the uh, three men in a tub hmm. exhibit mm-hmm. there, somewhere in the area. What is, I don't. Well, I don't. They're in the Navy. They're in a tub. Three they're, men in a tub. Three men in a tub. Okay, you know? yeah, 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 Rub it up, dub. They're in a boat. Okay, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I understand. They're standing. Watch. The water's on the wrong side of the boat. Navy. Does Does anybody remember since you? What? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. That was funny. That was a Bradley joke, wasn't it? Had to be. Um, does anybody remember a? Um, uh, Alice in Wonderland exhibit in Storyland ever. Just I feel off. like the rabbit isn't there, was there. Isn't there the rabbit yeah. holding the clock? Yeah, yeah. I, have, um, I feel like, like I have pictures. pictures of that. Yeah. So I saw a picture at once. There, there, there was a, a lady who made an article about Storyland from her youth, and she had a bunch of pictures. And I, it was a PDF I found online, randomly searching, had nothing to do with the secret, and I. Back then, I didn't care anything about Storyland, so I didn't save it, and I can't find it again. But I remember there being a, a, a card, a, one of the one of the Alice in Wonderland guards. It was a three of hearts, and it was 
it was literally standing watch. It was it was I think a guard. I, know just, what, I think I know what picture you're talking about, and I don't have it either, but I have a visual of it in my brain. I, I remember it as clear as day because I even back then I was like, oh, that works for three stand watch, but it's in Lafayette Square, so I don't care. Um, we need a John Fraser for this place. <laughs> I know, right? Somebody who's just been there forever and knows. But at least, at least I know I'm not crazy. I can try to least, find it. That picture exists somewhere. I want to say it was in color, so I think it was newer, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. I haven't been able to find it since. If you wanna, if you wanna dig indicator for me and in the verse, it would be that like three stand watch right there, like that's that would be perfect. I like I like either of the other two though. I like the the men in the tub and also like the um, three pigs. I mean, I think any of those could be perfect and and less you know abstract as any of the other stuff we've seen before. Yeah, or three goats. I think they were there as well. Three Billy Goats Gruff, yeah. It's 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 so strange that we are all grown adults who are smart and talking about nursery rhymes in this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say one thing that's always kind of like bugged me, and but maybe bugged is the wrong word, and I'd like to hear what y'all have to think about it. But okay, so. 15 rows down to the ground. So in a, a lot, I feel like a lot of people ascribe that to being steps, but in other puzzle, in other verses, he, when he, when he says steps, he means steps. So yeah. why use the word rows? And, you know, my, I always want to go towards like trees or things that are like in a row um, because I don't, I don't have a better, um, I can, I can so, help you with this. So okay, I, I can me. help you with this in Cleveland. When you're standing at this planter box, mm -hmm. you're counting, you're counting rocks. You're counting uh, uh, rocks on a wall, bricks on a wall. And they are described as beneath the ninth row from the top. It's, it's basically the same sort of, uh, the same structure. It's the same context or same con yeah, context. I'm betting wherever you're supposed to be, maybe not, it's my, it might not be bricks, but it might be, say you're standing at, um, at, at little red riding hood's grandmother's house. It could be mm -hmm. the slats on the side of the wall, like the wood slats. It could be mm -hmm. anything, but I'm thinking you're going to need to count something physical in a row on essentially right. a wall. That's going to say right here at the ground. Well, and usually there's a differentiation the between rows and columns, right? Like columns are straight up and down, rows are straight up. So I think it's a way of also like saying, here's the direction you should be taking straight down. But I, I mean, I, I do agree that I think a lot of us take it as um, take it as steps. But I always thought like even whenever you're in Jackson Square, like uh, the thing I liked was if you're at the if you are going down, you know, uh, there at um the steps at jackson square it's not only steps that you're going down but like frequently their break dancers or performers are out there doing stuff and then those steps become rows of seats that you're on right yeah so it could be a, you right. know, some sort of play on words as well i see that line as getting you to storyland so like you know you're opening line at the place where jewels abound 
15 rows down to the ground. So like I find that the 15 rows down to the ground is describing where the place, the jewels are. So the way that I interpreted that would be to enter through the original gate at story at, uh, at city park, which would be the Pizzotti gate. And that's going to put you on Anseman Avenue and Anseman. If you look at old, old postcards and you can go out and count, uh, there were 15 rows of palm trees that led all the way down to the entrance of the carousel garden, which is where, um, the fountain is that mentions the jewels. So that's kind of my interpretation of getting you to Storyland, um, and it fits with the rose as well. So that's the thing that it's it's so confusing about all of these. There's so many good ways to go 15 rows. If you start at the if you start at the streets where you know they're all, you know, all the streets where jewels abound, and you go down from that 15 rows of streets then you can go directly across over into city park and it puts you in like lower city park where the, you know, where Storyland is. But, um, you know, there's so many things that like, did, wait, I'm sorry. Didn't he also, did Chad also mention about, um, uh, old King, old King Cole's castle also has the 15 steps in there. Like, seems like there's so many things that can be kind of this 15. So, and I've counted those steps several times. Um, and it is a, it's kind of like the same thing with Gallier Hall. Like you, you're, if you go to the top of the, the slide castle thing, the 15 is, would be the ground. Like it wouldn't be an, a step. It would be, you know, 14 and then 15 would be the ground. Um, and like, I, the only reason why I, you know, I question whether or not 15 rows is steps is simply based on the fact that in other verses, when he says steps, he means steps. So, um, you know, not to say it's not, it's just the only reason that I question, you know, whether or not that was the intention, but. I would say know, that there, are... the, there is something weird about the, the Cleveland verse about the whole, so many steps and then hop, like there's something off about that one as well. So that's where I don't get hung up sometimes on like whether the bottom is the, last step or not or row um mm -hmm. because i feel like correct me if i'm wrong george but like there's something there's something weird about that when when you're counting too that doesn't quite feel like it adds up well you have to hop up what it's not an actual step yeah. there's a bench in front I, of the um in front of the planter so you have to hop up to it i think i think we read that verse incorrectly where we read it as seven steps up you can hop um and i think if once you're there, it makes a lot more sense if you put a pause. If there was a comma in this, in this, where it's seven steps up, and then you can hop, right? Seven steps up to the wall, then you can hop up. Um, either way, it's it's it, you're right. It's a weird way to phrase it. Um, I don't know, Brody. Brody, you want to talk about the the offset nine a little bit? Yeah. So I've been I've been trying to figure out why that 19 is offset um i think a lot of people have i've been kind of searching fountains and plaques and all that throughout but if you look on the pizzotti gate um going into storyland um it does have the date that 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 gate was erected there and the the 19 that is on that gate is offset the same way it is in the painting um i can send you all a picture in a second let me um let me try and find it so look, I'm going to send you guys another picture. Um, 
look at the mask on the image very close. Look at the nose. Um, first of, well, first of all, look at the eyes. There's black rings around the eyes that could resemble glasses. I mean, you know, if you're doing a riddle, you're not going to actually draw glasses. I mean, you're going to give something that resembles it. And then look at the nose very close on the, um, on the face, on the mask. If you look into our right, which is the mask is the left side, there's a crease with, for the nostril, correct? But on the right side, there is no crease at all. It's very asymmetrical. I mean, the reason why I say this is Alice in Wonderland in 1951, the person who played Alice in Wonderland is Ed Wynn, W-Y-N-N. And the picture of Ed Wynn, I'm going to send you guys. And it almost resembles this picture of this mask very closely. And as well, Louis Armstrong as well. They both kind of resemble each other. I still don't get Louis Armstrong. Like everybody, for my entire history of this puzzle, people have said that looks just like Louis Armstrong. And I love Louis Armstrong and I do not see it. I just don't. It actually Maybe really I'm resembles the uh, mother goose that's hanging in the tree um, in a really eerie way. But um, I don't know if that was there. I don't know if it was there. That would be the creepiest Louis Armstrong. There's definitely something unique to the shading of that mask um, because your light source is coming from the front um, and kind of up and to the left. Um, but the shadowing doesn't exactly resemble that all the way around. So there's definitely something hidden there. What is it? I don't know. Um, but there's definitely something there. Okay, so the, the lines in the poem that are from the book, okay? That's very obscure, and one would think that that would be a high payoff clue, you would think. As well, it is. Difficult, as difficult as, as it would have been to find that. Um, so, here's, and you know, George, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Basin Street guy. Okay. Uh, Avenue, uh, Gateway to the Americas, Avenue of the Americas. Um, it, if you, that book, the significance of that book to the, to the literary world is to commemorate the relationship between New Orleans and uh, South America. That's per, you know, literary experts. So there's the connection. You've got the, it's, it's, it's the three monuments to the uh, uh, Central American leaders. Um, and there's a whole lot of stuff that really is, a lot of like really, a lot of clues match up there. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I would thing, argue, he tells I, you to, he tells you to start off in the Japanese to go to a library. Okay. Well, right outside the library, that's, you know, a block from there, there's a, you can see it from outer space, but there's the, uh, the anchor. Okay. And then there's an anchor in the, uh, clock hands. And if you start yeah. there and start meandering down basin street, lots of things are just dead on solid matches, but I would, I would argue that abroad in America, the way it's commonly used in this wasn't a, a very high value clue. I think if, if you were sitting here in 1982 and you just had this book and you were sitting in a library and you found Abroad in America and you matched up the quotes from it, all of a sudden it tells you two of the cities. Like without putting any work into the puzzle at all, you know two of the cities. I mean, I, I really think like we, we push them, we kind of push those aside now because they're accepted and, and we understand, you know, where they came from and why they're there. But I think we forget 
how big of an advantage that would have been in 1982, just picking up the book and automatically knowing at least two of the cities. A dead on quote. Did you yeah, see this one? Somebody, quote. somebody posted one about, um, uh, New York where they, it was, uh, yeah, that was, that was Sabrina again. Like, yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was really good though. It, somebody made a counterpoint. Um, uh, the quote was something about uh, being in the shadow of the uh, Statue, of, the Statue Liberty. of Liberty, but s- somebody made a counterpoint that that thing's never been gray. And it like, even when it was copper, it was copper and then it was green. It's never been gray. So I don't know. I wonder from like the atmosphere, if you're like Byron and see that thing every day and you're looking just at it from the Harbor through the atmosphere, is it, is it a grayish color? instead of being like yeah when you see like a picture of it like close up and like a real nice picture of it it's clearly green but like looking at it through you know the haze of the atmosphere is it gray um but know, i don't know yeah i thought that was pretty cool yeah it, it was very good it was very good i'm glad she's back she seem, seems to have taken a break I'm glad. yeah i'm a big fan of sabrina's work and i still think she's right about montreal well, John Palancar disagrees, so. <laughs> wait, wait. What, what are we talking about here? Uh, her thinking that the Montreal and Milwaukee verses need to be switched. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Palancar essentially said we're all correct on the cities, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he's also essentially said we're correct in Milwaukee with the city first pairing. Oh, man. Roanoke is Dallas. Come on. Roanoke is on the moon. Roanoke is on the moon of Saturn. I mean, forget all the other clues. It says Dallas. That 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 medieval scarecrow shot Jr. That's what happened. <laughs> that was not like, funny. Sorry. There's like three people in the group who are going to understand that. Yeah. One Johnny Windex. And <laughs> <laughs> George, did you get that picture that I sent of Edwin? Yes, I did. Okay. I did. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll throw it up. I mean, I see what you're saying. No, I'm just asking it, your opinion on it. That's all. I uh, so know. there's a resem- there's a resemblance, but there's artistically there's not enough uh, there there's there's not enough detail in that mask for you to say it's anybody. Like it is generic face to me right there's if you've got a broad nose if you've got pronounced lips you are that mask basically you know what i'm saying or if you angle your head in a specific way you can be that mask so to me it just doesn't have enough detail to have been anything concrete unless we find that exact mask somewhere well that Um, i mean that is a weird thing is like i mean to me it looks african-american right um and i feel like a lot of people, I think that's why they're trying. I, I would to, like, agree with that. Yeah, I think that's why they're trying to link it to um, Louis uh, Armstrong. Louis Armstrong, because like you know, it's New Orleans. He's one of the famous you know New Orleans uh, artists. It's clearly Louis Armstrong, right? But I think you know, um, and and hell, it might be. It just might be a bad representation of him. But um, you know, I think what's interesting is why does that if if we're talking about Storyland. Why, why does that mask has any significance at all? 
Well, I mean, yeah. one of his mo- one of his more famous um, songs was called "West End Blues," which was actually about um, that area and the um, West End Park, Pontchartrain Beach. So, I mean, it's not, you know, really that far out of the realm. I mean, to, or it could just be another way to link the the city you know if you weren't sure about the preservation across the clock but um like in other words that it's like a mardi gras mask or whatnot just benign yeah because it's really not though i mean to me the it's more of like and i actually had emailed um a mask maker and asked um you know what they thought the if it was a certain type or you know the use of it and um he told me that it was um, the type of mask that you use in theater. So, you know, I can see why people go towards Armstrong Park and it looking like the likeness of Louis Armstrong and, you know, the Mahalia Jackson Theater all in one. Um, or it could just be, a, you know, I think the shape is definitely specific right so like it's very like triangular instead of i I don't know i think it's that that seems purposeful um i I don't really know that why or i don't have a theory as to why or but piggybacking off of that like louis armstrong didn't have a triangular face you know in fact right exactly this this mask this mask if you were to put a picture of louis armstrong next to this mask it would look similar i guess but it would also look similar if you put like Fats Domino against the mask. It would look similar if you put Kermit Ruffins or any anybody really. Like it's not. But like I said, like the face shape doesn't match some of them. The lips don't match some of. Them. It's not detailed enough to really be anybody. To me, it just says mask. Well, and the thing is, is like if you're in, I think why I was in Jackson Square for a little while was just because, you know. It also reminds me of like this death mask, you know, and that's one of the things that, you know, right there in Jackson Square, you can see like Napoleon's death mask is there at um, at the museum. Um, so, you know, is that another thing that's like right also next to Preservation Hall? It's like, or it's not next to, but it's like just like a block away from like Preservation Hall. Um, is that just another thing to sort of make you think? I mean, if, if, you, if you think about Mardi Gras mask, death mask, um, like, is it just one of those things that could be, you know, multiple different clues? I mean, I kind of saw it as uh, the mirror, mirror on the wall mask. Ah, That's a really good one because hmm. that also does, you know. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, because... Yeah, Dang it, Brody! It does kind of like, you like got if all you watch, the answers today. It does kind of. I'm trying to recall now what that um, what that looks like I'm in the, the Disney movie. But that now I'm starting to think it does look like I'm like a mask. Oh God! Have y'all seen that video? It's on YouTube. It's uh, Mark Twain. It's like a claymation video, and it's uh, they it's Satan. It's like Mark Twain meets Satan in claymation world. It's like the most disturbing video ever and it's the, the mask looks really well, really we're not really going close. down that rabbit hole no 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 i'm not gonna but go look on youtube and it's like 
Uh, Go find the most disturbing video of the world. Oh, it's it's nothing (laughs) like that. Come on, I don't even want to know how you came upon that. But it's like Tom Sawyer and uh, Mark Twain, (laughs) and they're on some planet or something, and Satan pops in, and the mask looks exactly like the mask. I just is there a nursery rhyme that deals with masks? Is there a nursery rhyme that deals with like a masquerade ball? Because it's a, it's a It seems like a masquerade ball mask to me. But I can't. I just looked. Well, I mean, there's the original you know, Cinderella. Cinderella did. Guess, yeah. Cinderella didn't wear a mask in the original. I just looked that up, and Cinderella didn't wear a mask in the original. I mean, I'm looking um, at the Snow White uh, mirror, mirror on the wall, and it is. It does look like a mask. That's interesting. Yeah, I think you're right. it doesn't look African American, but it does look like a mask. Huh. Huh. Well, all right. I'll, that's that's the best thing I've heard in a while. Mm-hmm. And the stick is Pinocchio's nose. Yep. <laughs> I, I I can agree with that. I can agree. Well, with it's that. also is there, like it, also like the um if you're driving into City Park. The, the streets are lined with like wooden, um, they're not sticks, they're, they're posts, but they, I'll send you, I'll send a picture, but I'm sure y'all know what, what I'm talking about. It's the same in Audubon, um, but that's kind of where, where I went with that as far as the. So just for, just for the record, I guess, can we list some of the nursery rhymes that we see in this painting and what leads us to believe that they're represented there. Like I see um, uh, the, the wolf from, from Little Red Riding Hood in grandmother's dress as the hand. I see Cinderella as the clock strikes midnight. Um, what, what else do you guys see? Little Miss Muffet with the spoon. Uh, Alice in Wonderland is all over this image. I mean, it's everywhere you look, it seems to be Alice in Wonderland as well. I also think the little boy looks like... Um... It reminds me of uh, him flying uh, the Peter Pan. Um, Peter Pan, yeah. Uh, Good night, moon. Good night, moon, or the cow jumped over the moon. Yeah, yeah either mm-hmm. of those. Was there a Good Night Moon thing in? When did Good Night Moon even come out? I have the book. I can go look. Oh, I can. I got Google. I could be like Andy and just. Oh, it came out in forty-seven. <laughs> now look that I'm Cleveland like, that Cleveland thing got me in trouble with Andy he was like I was interested damn it <laughs> I might I might be the only one but I if you look above the horse head um I think I see the whale there and I can I can send a picture of that too but well I mean it's just if it was it, it, there's so much of this that it really can't be a coincidence. It just can't be a coincidence that there's so many nursery rhymes. It doesn't feel like bias confirmation. It feels like that there's too many things that actually uh, just feel like that's exactly what it's got to be. Yeah. And there's also a picture of uh, the white rabbit in Alice in Wonderland holding a clock with his fingers covering up the same part of the clock that's covered up here in this image. I mean, yeah. there's so many things that are pointing to that. Um, so I want to I want to say Travis jumped down us for that, saying it wasn't. Yeah, there. he did. That that's gonna be like our big thing, man. We just don't know. We don't know what was there. 
and I found, I found a video. I don't think I posted it. It was, um, somebody's family trip in Storyland. I, I think that Steven, did I send it to you? Was it like the sixties or seventies, which I'll include in the video here. Um, but even that didn't show a whole lot. Like it was good to get a, a sense of, um, of scale. But other than that, it, like, it just seems like in the 60s, 70s and 80s, people forgot that they own cameras and these pictures just don't exist. <laughs> and even back like in 1980, 1979, I mean, I, I don't know. They drew the pictures. The book, the book was published in 82. So, I mean, he could have went as here as early as 1979 i mean because apparently the pictures had to have been drawn and all that but i lost my train of thought what i was going to tell you oh yeah back back then storyland the exhibits were open there was no fenced in area the botanical gardens was open the amusement park was open the carousel gardens all that was one big area so i mean any clues from the botanical gardens storyland all that could be that whole area because like right now you have to pay a ticket to go from one area to the other. They're all separate. But back then everything was one. You could just free walk throughout. So let me ask you guys this, knowing how much renovation this park's gone through, knowing the changes to the park and, and how it's currently ran. If this cast was ever in Storyland, if it ever was, is there a chance of getting it back? It feels in your like, opinion. well, so Travis has dug several times in the botanical garden um, and they have allowed him to do so. Um, now, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that has closed the opportunity. Um, Cause I know that it, you know, at some point I think that they were tired of all that, but. Um, well, it doesn't seem to have, there are other people that have dug in, in storyland the gardens and the surrounding area. Yeah. Recently. But, so I, I think the possibility of recovering it is there if you know if they're if they're willing to let us go there. The problem is, is 
where what what has been moved that erases the clues well in the there's also a problem if it was you know they they laid they laid cork around a lot of the exhibits when they did this last renovation so i think it just depends on where you know your spot is there's if it's under that cork that they laid, like if it was next to one of those exhibits and they poured, you know, I don't know how you pour cork or if you pour it or you lay it or whatever, but you can't probe through that or dig through that without damaging it. And it's, um, you know, a good perimeter around a lot of them. And I'm, I'm guessing they did that for like the kids, like if they're climbing on stuff and they fall, you know, instead of hitting the ground, they're going to hit this cork now. So, um, you know, I think it's just going to depend on where in relation to, um, you know, it is. Because even if they let you, it's there's there's certain spots that you just cannot get to anymore because of that cork. You know what's really weird? I, I actually know, I know the answer to what you were just saying. Because I had a job once where it was my job to, I was a project manager for a playground company. And what you're calling port. Uh, what you're calling port what you're calling cork is actually it's a it's a product called uh pip it's port in place plastic it feels like cork but it's actually like a rubber um yeah and you ca you cannot you cannot dig on you you can cut it in a sheet and dig underneath it but you can't really put it back without it always looking like part of it was cut up and that shit is expensive um, right. so if you're, if you're looking to dig anywhere on, you can't dig, you can't dig beside and you can't tunnel through it cause you'll damage it. You can't do anything to it. So if your dig area is anywhere near that PIP, you're screwed. Um, how, however, I, I, I think, I feel like I should say for people who are listening that Storyland has always, while they've not been like John Frazier open to diggers, um, even way back before EU in, in the olden days, guys were digging in Storyland with permission. Storyland, the New Orleans in general, but Storyland specifically is very, they're, they're unique in America where, where they enjoy quirky stuff like this. So they've always been really open to diggers. They've always been really open to this quirky story. As long as you're not coming at them really crazy and aggressive they really like this and, and kind of want to help you. And I feel like if you have a spot there that you want dug, if you just reach out to them, they'll work with you. Um, oh, for and I sure. say that to yeah. try, to, try to keep people from just jumping and, you know, jumping the fence and, and trying their luck. Um, New Orleans has always been really good about that. If you approach somebody with this quirky story, they're more apt to help you. Right. Unless you're in Jackson square. <laughs> yeah. Then no, they're not. <laughs> They're not down for that, but no. Hell, I bet one of the homeless was out there digging, though. You know, maybe, I think maybe that's what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is make a, make an encampment out of there, go sleeping. In. Well, and I wanted to ask, like, so how how do y'all feel like? So I know the, the people are separated as far as like, do does the back of the book, you know, have a code or, um a cipher or, you know, lead you anywhere, but do, does everybody think that the minor images in the back, um, are, are important or, I mean, they almost um, have to be, 
they have to they be right have to be. so if you look at there's actually you know that um i don't i can't remember right off the top of my head but that sculptor that did those love um statues yeah. there in different cities right so they actually have one right in in noma and it's on one of the t-shirts of i forget it's like the image of where all the people are like flying through the air and they have like the happy face guy do you know what i'm yeah, talking yeah. about mm-hmm. so he has it on his shirt and then um also they have they mentioned the spirit of 76 which was i mean i know that that group was all over and they have some spirit of 76 um plaques around but you know i just i feel like it's like city park and storyland specifically ha- has the most that i've seen that ties it all that ha- that you you can't skip over anything right so like if you get to where well i got all this but then you know as far as like where like three stand watch is concerned it doesn't fit with my solution right at least like for me like city park and storyland has the encompasses the most of both the image and the verses that i've seen um from anyone or like whether it be on quest for treasure or um the groups you know what i'm saying like so like i think i think it was uh scott scott harrison that had found this and i thought it was really 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 cool um so like the face of the clock um he overlaid that on top of lee circle he like outlined pretty much everything and laid it down on top and the the shaded areas that are placed around around the clock match up with the uh with the storm drains that are around lee circle um when he when he posted that, I, I thought that was fantastic work. Um, so I don't know how that ties into everything with regard to Storyland, uh, c- City Park, whatever. But um, you know, kudos to him for finding that. That was cool. Well, I think we're um, we're at what an hour and a half, so we're probably drawn towards a close. Does uh, is there anything we haven't touched on that you guys want to touch on? I mean, like, so if we talk about the, the, I don't, I don't want to say his last name wrong, the Herpity video, Herpity, um, that ties in, you know, the, the themes across the board. Um, how do we, I mean, I know that he came up with the Mardi Gras theme, which, um, tied in well with their theory for Lafayette Square um, and the the part about the Easter lily and the, or the Lent lily um, you know how do we how do we resolve that to city park or storyland if we're going to do it I'd have to go back and read his thing give me a second let me uh, so I got it right here so he was saying um, let me find it and it was all three of them. I don't know exactly who came up with each part of this, but you're, you're talking about uh, something from John Hardipe, uh, Chris Woodford, and Phil Abbott, which you can mm-hmm. find on the secret of the secret.com. Uh, it is, where is New Orleans here? I mean, I thought that was great work that they did. Um, so, so they said the theme was Mardi Gras, December's flower, the Narcissus is also called the Lent Lily or Easter Bell. Uh, Mardi Gras, French for Fat Tuesday, associated with Lent. Location, 
Nola's Gallier Hall, location of major Mardi Gras festivities. I feel like, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I feel like that, that a lot of their, uh, a lot of their stuff, because they've got a chart that lays out each month mm-hmm. in each city. And, and I feel like a lot of them are very, um, like broad. They're very defined and na- well, I feel like some, a lot of them are very defined and nailed down. They're they're not broad; they're very narrow. But I feel like this is one of the one that one of the ones that's broad, and it may just be because they're going by the information that's currently known. Like none of them right. are from New Orleans. None of them are really from anywhere near New Orleans. So they're going by common, you know, common knowledge. And maybe it's this one just doesn't feel as 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 concise as the rest of them. And it might just be because the knowledge that they need is not available yet. Right. Right. Um, Like once we, you know, if we dug it up tomorrow, it would all make sense. Right. Yeah. Cause they've got things like, like the Montreal thing, Miss gold that, that exists in a very small section of, of Montreal, right. A very, very small section, but the theme for new Orleans is Mardi Gras. And that exists literally everywhere in New Orleans. (laughs) Um, so right. I, I feel like I feel I, I do. I feel like maybe like that was one of the ones that they they sort of struggled with because the correct information is not known. So they weren't able to put it all together um, in the way they had some of the others. Um, right. Like one thing that New, right, New Orleans is not um, short on is Mardi Gras stuff and archways like there's arches. <laughs> everywhere and, we, and, I, and you know do. i see it all the time well there's and an the arch French. here it must be here there's an arch everywhere <laughs> yeah so that's a, um yeah. we're not short on that we're not short on arches yeah. however growing growing up here near new orleans i mean if you were told hey let's go see a mardi gras parade there's one spot to watch a mardi gras parade and that's lee circle that's where all the routes if you put all the routes and overlay them over each other majority of them go through Lee circle. I mean, like if you wanted to catch the most beads and get the most action, Lee circle is where you needed to go. Right. But like if Mardi Gras is a theme, I would, if Mardi Gras is like a theme, you know, would, okay. So do you approach it as a local or do you approach it as a tourist? Because Byron would have been technically a tourist, right? So, um, would he get off a plane you know, and from reading the articles that have been posted in, new, in news articles that he was in and out, right? So would he have time to like really like absorb all that and be like, well, this is where, you know, people go watch parades because people watch parades technically in a lot of places. Yeah, Gallier Hall is the spot, right, for the, you know, the city council and the grandstands and it, it's, a, it's a spot. But would he like, would that information be like readily available depending on when he came? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Let me ask you this question coming from the Byron as a tourist angle. If Byron was a tourist and he just happened to show up in New Orleans, say a couple of days before Mardi Gras, and he wanted to, to catch a parade, how difficult would it be for him to be in Lafayette Square on Mardi Gras as a, as a tourist? So no, you as a tourist to... during Mardi Gras. Okay, so like, is that is that a place where that locals know about and they like? So you have to buy you have to buy a out? ticket. 
Yeah, it's reserved. It's a reserved area. Now you can get into the park part, like behind, but the grandstands and on the um, Gallier Hall side and on the park side, those are reserved seating. So like, um, like when we go to Mardi Gras, we buy tickets for the grandstands in front of Gallier Hall, like almost a year in advance, right? Um, because I like, I rather bring the kids there because I, you know, it's, they check armbands, like you can't get in unless you have a, a ticket or whatever. And it's a little bit more controlled scene, scenery right there. The city council sits on the Gallery Hall side where they toast and everything. Um, you have a spot, but, um, and it's been that way. I mean, as far as like the, the reserved place, as far as I've ever known. Um, he could have still gotten into the park, but the odds of you getting into that park and doing anything anywhere close to Mardi Gras are, are probably next to zero. The chances are probably next to zero just because the sheer presence of people and it's so packed, you can't even walk. But, um, yeah. I've always mean, been curious about that because as much as I love the city, and I do, I love New Orleans almost as much as I love St. Augustine. I've never been during Mardi Gras. I've never got to experience any of that. So I wasn't it is sure. Like, it is a wall to wall people it is wall to wall people. Like you, you can't even move, you know, you can't even just move, Like you, you move in waves with the crowd. It's just that many people. Like it's impressive as to how many people they can pack into, um, the area. You know, it's, it's crazy. You should, you definitely have to do it. A giant float. Yeah. You, you have to do it one day. Um, you know, y'all should come down. We should go like, you should get the full experience and come and go to an, a ball, like go to Endymion, come down with us and go, we got, we'll get tickets to Endymion and you can go to the ball and do the whole thing, you know? Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. It's, it's an experience, but I have probed as a uh, parade was going by. It's great cover. <laughs> Don't doubt that at no, all. Nobody, nobody pays attention to you. Nobody's looking at you. Yeah, you might not. I mean, you might not get in trouble, but you definitely would be, be great. It would be difficult to dig a hole, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, gotcha. Now Mardi Gras in 1979 was canceled. Correct? If I, if my memory yes. calls me correct. Because yes. of police riot or police, police protest. Riot, yeah. Or police. Something. Yeah, correct. So, I mean, if he came in 1980, that's probably a big topic as well. So, I don't know. Well, and then like me and Sabrina, Sabrina and like Sabrina's always such a good researcher. So, and this really hasn't gotten us anywhere. Like it hasn't narrowed down anything for us, but we've been doing a lot of research and like we've been pulling a lot of inspiration from the tarot cards because you know, she, I know someone posted on the group, the main page of their connections to the tarot cards, which is basically the same thing that we've been doing for the last like month or so. Um, but the, the tarot for the wheel of fortune is very similar, you know? So there's a lot of like these, and if you look at the wheel of fortune, I believe it is a thought, um, I'm gonna say it wrong. Well, it's the equivalent to Hermes which is one of the, you know, the crew of Hermes. And um, so there's so many like, you know, little like subtleties. I mean, it could be completely unrelated. Like 
tarot could have been no inspiration for this painting at all. And we're just like finding it, but you know. Well, and I just think too, I mean, the, the whole thing about, I mean, you can follow the Rougarou, right? I mean, if you, if you look at the uh, litany of the jewels and all the business, I mean, we have the loop guru, you don't have a clear uh, fairy person in there. Right. But you have something that's looks, you know, like the wolf hand, uh, in there. And then also in, in, you know, you have the, it's called the Rougarou in the book, but in New Orleans, uh, the, uh, um, the, the lore there is about the loop guru, which is, you know, uh, sort of a Cajun like folk story. Yeah. It's just different ways of spelling it. And I, I'm going to tell you, my husband swears hand to God that he, you know, he's from down the bayou. So he grew up in the, in the swamps and he swears to this day that he has seen the Rougarou, um, <laughs> out in the boat. I don't know. <laughs> He'll tell you he's seen it. He, it's real. <laughs> they have strange plants out in the bayou that they smoke. <laughs> <laughs>